Hello, and welcome to Just Queen and Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Lewis, author, speaker, and breakthrough coach, and I'm back again with yet another amazing special guest. I don't know if you've been listening to previous episodes, but they have been on fire. I'm so excited to be here with a new guest today. Today, I have Tanya Miller, who's on the podcast today. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Natalie? Hey, Queen. Yes, Queen. Yes. (laughs) So, yes, I am good. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be here and to just share your wisdom and your knowledge with queens who are listening. So I'm just going to give you all a little bit of background about Tanya. Tanya J. Miller of Tanya J. Miller LLC and talking with Tanya. She's an author, speaker, coach, and strategist with a passion for helping people and organizations figure out how to do life and leadership unapologetically on purpose. And I love that because that's what we should be doing, everything with a purpose on purpose. So, Tanya, tell us a little bit more about how you came to the conclusion, like, okay, this is my purpose. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm supposed to do. So let me just do it. Yeah, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you realize that what you are is what you've already been doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just realize how you can put it all together. And, you know, I was just going to say it, monetize it, if you will. But it's really, you know, and even monetizing it is just, you know, them giving back to you the gift that you're giving out. So, you know, I literally, when I look back, Natalie, I feel like I've been public speaking since three, you know, since <laughs> me too. <laughs> like literally, you know, we talking about God, so you would catch this in Sunday school, you gotta get up get with the mic and tell them what yes. you got after the lesson and get a summary and then do a little maybe evangelism at the same time, you know. So it's like, dang, I've been speaking for a minute. So that was already in me, you know, writing, same thing. Like I started going back, I said, dang, like we used to have like books as like little English assignments and writing assignments that we had to create. So, hmm, that's been in me for a minute. And then even journal prompts and writing plays, you know, just stuff that had already been there. And then Talk With Tanya, that's my blog. That's been around since 50 years. So the writing, just take it to that next level. Go on and publish this. Go on and do your thing. So that was there. So it's just really looking at all of what I have been doing. I did it in you know, one way or the other, but I realized I wanted to put it all together because that was all of who I was and that was all of why I was here. And so literally me helping people and organizations to figure out how to fit the puzzle pieces of life together so they they do life right and well, that is why I'm here. And that's how I ended up realizing this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and, and let's go on and be out here and do this thing. <laughs> yes, let's go and be great. And it's yes. funny that you said that because, oh, you know what? I didn't even think about the whole, you know, having to speak in church, having to come up in the front, having that to- was leadership class, yes! girl. That was training. That was like tra- you were in training. And it's so crazy that now that you're older, you're a grown woman. You took you're using those same skills that I'm sure when you were three, you were like, I don't want to do this, like. Anybody this, got time for this? But it's grown, it's grown folks trying to do Toastmasters, and they had us doing it at three, like right. and paying folks. Like we, 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 we was learning it. Okay? For those of you who don't know what Toastmasters is, it's kind of like a speaker's training. If you don't know what that is, so they train you on how to use different techniques to speak and how mm-hmm. to speak professionally, professionally, a little bit better. Um, 
Yeah, we ain't need that because we got that at church. <laughs> basically, basically. Um, that is awesome. So it's so crazy how when you're younger, like all the things that you go through, when you look mm-hmm. back, you're like, oh, that made sense for now. But maybe going through it, it didn't make sense. Or maybe, you know, at that age, you didn't understand why you were a specific way. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, when you were younger, those times where you realized that you were gifted to do something. Tell us about the time where you kind of realized like, oh, I'm good at this. And this is what I should, yeah, this is my lane. How did you figure that out? Well, it's kind of one of those things where you know how it is. I'm, y'all, and y'all have heard the term, it needs to be in the dictionary. If it's not, when you volunteer to do something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so literally I was um, a team leader, a youth leader when I was still a teen. Then I became over the youth department when I graduated high school, but I graduated at 17. So I'm literally in here with some folks that's my age and I'm, 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 I'm over y'all and I'm trying to show y'all the way and how to lead a life with integrity and character and still make sure that you cool and, and, and you do your thing, but you know, you do your thing that is pleasing in God's sight, you know? And so I, it was just in me to know how to relate to people that were sometimes way older. Like I found myself literally, and I think also I'm just going to say it this way too. I was always around leadership. And I, I was, and I, and so I think because I was always around leadership, I'm not uncomfortable around them, and I'm not uncomfortable to even say those hard things, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so um, that's a lot of times what would happen, you know. Just being honest, God will put something on my heart to share, to share or say, or even a strategy or a a a, a program, an idea yeah. for a program, you know. And I would do it, you know, and and. Sometimes they be like, "Look, girl, what you say?" <laughs> but that it don't be a little girl like as in you mad. It be right. a little girl like, "How you know?" You know what I'm saying? Like, let's yeah. wait. How you know? Hey, hold on. You know. And so it's just it was in me, you know, to know. Like it was just like a knowing that I knew this is what was in me. I knew this is what God put in me, and it wasn't for me to hold. You know, yes. and it was for me to help. It was for me to talk, to to reach, to to meet wherever the person was at. And so, don't be ashamed about it. And so that's what I realized. I started to do. You know, if I had to end up, you know, speaking at a youth conference, that's what I did. If I was just talking to a few people, just on their own, and listen, because I know it probably happened to you, Natalie, at a restaurant, and you just felt like you needed to encourage somebody. Yeah. They don't even know you. The but she was like, hey, hey, Walmart. queen, let me talk to you for a second. Yeah. Yes. So I'd be like, why did I just do that? And then it's like, yeah, because you needed to. Or or a person yes. would just randomly start talking to me, and then they mm. start saying stuff, and I'm like, they're telling me their whole life. But okay, Lord, it must be for a reason, so. I'm you know, I was I was just trying to get some 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 snacks. Lord, yes. Listen. You, you know, like, used, at first, when that first started happening to me, I was just like, God, what is this? Because people used to send me stuff on Facebook and Messenger, okay. and I'm like, Girl, pray for me. I got this. And I'm there are people that told me things that I would never mention, but I was just like, God, I ain't never even been through that. Mm-hmm. But you give me the words to say, apparently, because whatever I'm saying is is. It's helping, but I'm like, yeah. I ain't even never been through that. You know, I don't, I don't know how to deal with that situation. And it's so crazy how God will use us in those times. Like you said, like, you know, you'll just get that feeling like, yeah, I gotta, 
I got to say something to that person or they'll start talking to you. So that mm-hmm. is, a, that's awesome that, you know, you were able to, you were kind of in training your whole life. <laughs> like yeah. you, you were in training your whole life. You had the background, you had the, the skills, you, you were being taught leadership because I think a lot of people, when they go into business, they don't look at themselves as a leader. Mm-hmm. They just like, I have a business, but I'm not a leader. Cause you know, leaders, I don't, that's a big title. People, some people want the title, you know, but they don't want what comes with it. And then you got people that's like, nah, I'm not a leader, but it's like, yes, you are. <laughs> so it's like a lot of people deny that part of themselves. So, you know, growing up the way that you did, I can only imagine that you already had it in you. Like I'm, this is what I'm gonna do. I have my goals set. This is what I'm going to do. So how did you handle, because I'm pretty sure you had some, because we all have, how have you handled dealing with, you know, life challenges and things that came up? Can you explain to us like a time where you were unsure and even some of the skills that you've got growing up kind of, it was kind of hard to, to maneuver through a situation. Can you, can you share uh, with that? Share that with yeah, us? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, not even trying to plug, but it's very is very much tying into what we're dealing with right now in 2020. Yeah. So we are literally on the cusp of possibly a recession or a great depression, or possibly this is what the, you know, the people are saying, the, the, the economists, the statisticians, the history makers, that's what they're thinking and saying because of everything that's happened with the crisis. Right. And so, you know, people have asked, we'll tell you how you feel about it. And I was like, First of all, like, are y'all even catching that this is possibly happening two times in our lifetime? And some of us ain't even 40, you know, like, how y'all caught that? Like, we just went through this in 08. Like, this is like, whoa. And so I bring that up to say, as they've asked me about it, I'm like, well, I think because I was able to make it through 08 and what I came out with it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be all right. And so I say that to say because my project, my first book I even wrote was part of the life and the, and the story of what happened with me personally and the things that, we, that I went through, my husband went through, um, newly married in a recession, okay? Yeah. Yeah. And so literally, Natalie, sis, we, I was newly married, 07, moved across the country so that means all my family was back in texas for the most part listen no job couldn't find no job at first because they talking about we don't even know what it is that you did so now we can't hire you and then if we we did you overqualify and we scared you gonna leave i'm looking like but if i need a coin help me get a coin okay (laughs) you heard about the wrong thing uh what you mean I'm here, yeah. ain't I? I'm here. Come on. <laughs> Listen, you know, so I even understand that for folks that might have to pivot during this time and you're just trying to bring some income in. Right. Hey, I'm gonna pray for you because I've been there. Um, and so, you know, literally, um relocated, newly married was this was gonna mess you up, right, Valley? My husband and family had just started. And, and and launched out into the deep on their own and they own firm and business. Guess what their business was, Ms. Natalie? Real estate. Now, you know the whole crisis was around real estate. Wow. Bottomed out. Child, they done spent all their money, all their assets, all their income, and they're starting this brand new real estate firm. Okay? Wow. 
So that means, you know, we were broken and broke. We was broken and we was jokers, okay? We was straight <laughs> broke. And so I finally got a job six months later, only to be laid off a year and a half oh, later. Man. Husband, he finally got a job, only to be let go a year later. So we was like tag teaming. Okay, it's your time to get laid oh, off. Bam, it's your time to get laid Like we were back and forth between the both of us seven times in six years, Natalie. Seven? Seven times, seven times, in, I mean, six times in seven years. I'm sorry. Yeah, so that's still a lot, though. Literally, it was like we, we couldn't even play, we couldn't even play, uh, borrow from Peter to pay Paul because Paul and Peter was like, uh uh-uh, uh, you ain't fooling with us. We know you're like, it was that bad financially, it was that bad, you know, career wise. We was already like the first job I even finally got was like $30,000 below the job I left in Texas. Wow. Like it wasn't it was crazy. And so dealing with that, dealing with health issues, and you already know if you ain't got no job, you ain't got no insurance. You ain't got no insurance. You ain't got no medicines and treatments. So your sis was toe up, okay? Sis was toe up, this was in pain, all of that. And then you already know all of that trauma affects, you know, marriage. So that was you okay, you know, when you okay. So it was a lot. And so I had got to a point in place to where I was like, y'all, yo, I'm done. I'm like, I'm, I'm out. I'm peace. Cool. Mm. And before I could do anything that would be um, un, uh, reversible, I decided to go to therapy. I was like, you know what? Let, let me find somebody, but I was intentional too, because I wanted somebody that would push past any type of defense mechanisms. Yeah. If I knew I had one, if I didn't, like, I wanted them to be able to push past it. I wanted them to be able to see through my pain and pull it out and give me some actionable steps, some, some, some tips, some tools and resources. And so I went to therapy. And I don't even remember how long because it was it was just so much that had to be unpacked because, you know, I believe in therapy. And so you would think I would have been able to do, but it was it was literally one thing after another. So I didn't get the opportunity to like when even if I wanted to try, it was so much that just kept happening. Like I like. But finally, you know, it was enough of a time and space where I was like, okay, in your breathing, let's go get you some help to breathe. Yeah. So I, I pulled on definitely, because I'm going to tell you, like you said, what type of things from your childhood came up that you realized in the process of that. I'm going to tell you, no lie, I was as numb as can be, Natalie. Mm. You know, I was still at church every Sunday because some, some, some in me still knew I needed to be in the house because yeah. I needed protection. I needed people praying for me. I needed people yeah. to, to, to just come love on me and hug me. Even if I, even if it didn't look like I wanted to be touched, like I needed my, because by then I had made friends that I was calling family. I needed my aunties to come love on me, yeah. come see about me, come, hey, let come ride with me. Let me take you to ride with me at the church. Come ride with me, and then we end up at the commissary, and you, you buying groceries from my house. So like I, something right. about you know 
in me from what was rooted in me at an early age knew I still needed community. Yeah. Knew I still yeah. needed, you know, relationship and knew I still needed the father. And so I brought it up to say the same thing is could literally be happening right now, yeah. you know, with depending on when this comes out after cold, after the crisis or the majority of it or going back in or whatever, whatever it is. And when it comes out, we still would have went through this. We still would have had queens and sisters that may have lost their job or their spouses yeah. may have lost their job. We still may have queens and sisters that may have been furloughed or their hours cut, trying to figure out how to make it and still waiting on their stimulus check, okay? You know, yeah. we still will have those sisters and queens that, you know, trying to figure out how to do wife, mom, homeschool teacher, you know, still show up for the I'm friends. I'm still... on my resume. I don't care what <laughs> They be like, man, what skills you, teacher? Yes, like we still have them trying to figure all of this out and still, you know, trying to keep everybody safe, keep everybody, you know, together and and still be everything. So literally we got queens and sisters trying to be superwoman and supermom and superwife and superfriend and they tired as can be. They tired. So I know what you're dealing with. And I just wanted to bring that up to say, back to your question i know you i know you're dealing with what you're dealing with but don't lose hope don't lose faces yeah. don't get let don't let none of this let you get stuck because i've been there and i want you to do whatever it takes because your mind matters and you have to do what you got to do so that you can get your mind right so if you're feeling at all that your mind not right do what's necessary don't feel no kind of way don't have no stigma go get some therapy they doing it over the phone now, child. It's free. For some of you that got insurance, they giving it to you free because they know that this is a tough time. Yeah. So check it out. They doing if you still working, they got EAP. That's free. Three to seven sessions. Then they have support systems online that are free. One of them is called intherooms.com. So check it out. A lot of our churches are doing online Zoom things yep. for our women and men ministries for the kids and then even just for other additional services just like prayer every week don't do this thing alone because i can tell you nothing else i i was i was at my mind but what was in me that was from an early age i knew i needed family i knew i needed community and i knew i really needed a relationship and i knew i needed him and so even if you can't get out your house sis pull on those same things and get that access because you don't need to do this thing alone Get what you need and, and, and take care of yourself because you matter too much. Amen, amen. Because that I love, <laughs> I love the fact that you said that you recognized what it was that you needed and you didn't mm-hmm. wait. You know what I mean? You just like, I'm going to just make sure I go get this because yeah. I know I need this. And yeah. a lot of times we know when we need stuff. Mm-hmm. Even right now, going through this whole pandemic, like I created, like every Thursday, I do I host a Zoom and anybody can join. I mean, it's women only, but I host a, a, a free Zoom because I'm just like, I, I want people to be able to talk. If I don't want yeah. nobody in a house by themselves, suffering yeah. by themselves. You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of single women that's, that they don't have kids. So they're in the house mm-hmm. literally by themselves trying to yeah. figure out, you know, what's going on. So I'm like, you know what? I, I feel like we needed, I needed to create that space. So I did. And it's just been a blessing because I'm realizing like, yo, it don't matter where you at in life. It don't matter what age you are. You know, we are all going through this together all of us it might be looking a little different but we stop we still all in the storm together yes and are you riding that mud out it might look listen you might have a raincoat you might have an umbrella you might have rain boots but listen we all in this storm yes go dance in the rain literally because it's like 
I, and I said, I keep saying this through this whole time, ever since this started, I keep saying, there's two ways you can go about this. You can be angry, you can be frustrated, you can have an attitude, mm-hmm. or you can choose, you know what? I'm, I know God is still in control, so mm-hmm. I ain't even gonna trip. I'm not gonna trip yeah. about what I can't control. And mm-hmm. that, just having that peace and knowing that, e- even, what, even when it looks like it's out of control, you, we know that God is in control. Just like when you were going through that season of, you know, the job situation. And I can only, listen, I could testify to that because I've had seasons where it was like, God, what you don't want me to work? Because <laughs> Listen, I, I hear you. And it'd be like stupid reasons. Like, uh-huh. I'm like, okay, you don't want me to work. And it was a time where I didn't have a car and the bus mm-hmm. and bus was, buses was late. It was crazy. And I'm just like, God, what you want me to do? Because clearly this ain't it. Mm. And then I started getting annoyed. Like, uh, yeah, you, you want me to be busy for myself. And it's so funny. Literally, I said, God, I don't want to work no more. And I promise you, you know, work a nine to five. I want to work my business. Since mm-hmm. I said that, I was, where's the last place I was working? The last place I was working was Apple, work from home. Mm-hmm. Now, I had got an infection in my mouth. Mm-hmm. So I had to have mouth surgery, like oral surgery, because my wisdom tooth kind of came up, but it didn't go like past my gums. So it was like, ext- the pain was real. So I'm mm-hmm. telling them like, yo, I'm in pain. I'm high off this medicine they gave me. <laughs> I got to go get this fixed. I have to have surgery. But when I have the surgery, I'm not going to be able to talk for like a couple of days. Well, mm-hmm. because it's work from home. The tennis policy is really, really strict. I had to go past the days because I ended up getting dry socket. So I had to go. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. It was like two mm. weeks of like, I was like, if this will hell feel like, Jesus, I'm not going. And mm. I had, I don't know, a toothache, toothache is kind of close to childbirth. Because when that <laughs> thing just start hurting, and ain't nothing you can do about it. I was like, uh, I was in the dentist just rocking in tears, like, Jesus, help me, please. Because this is why my husband said that to somebody. They say, he's like, You can always tell me, she might not tell you she don't feel good. He said, But when she started rocking to herself, I was like an infant, and I knew people in their way room was looking at me like I was crazy. But even going Mm. through that, like, you know, not being able to work since that, since that happened. And they were like, well, you can reapply when you get done. We, you know, we, we can't keep you. You can't hold wow. your spot. So since then, I have not been able to work. Even when I try to go back to work, mm-hmm. I have not been able to work a regular job. But God has been great because he has given me other avenues to sustain me where I'm able to make my own schedule. I'm able to do what I need to do and still, you know, have the fun. So, and I understand how it feels when you, when it's out of control and you literally just have to lift your hands and say, okay, God, I don't know how this stuff is going to get paid, how this way going to be made, but I just got to trust you. So I feel like we, we get lost in the, I know for me, I'm a, I'm a control person. Like I want to know who, what, when, where, why, what color Mm -hmm. is it? Like I want to know the details. Um, And I feel like sometimes we get lost and wanting to know the details so much that we kind of shut God out and we try to get in control. So have there ever been a situation, even with, you can even say what you, what you just said as far as, mm-hmm. you know, the situation with the job where you kind of felt like, all right, God, what are we doing? And where we I doing? was, so in the last job that I got laid off in, that's literally what happened. Like, I'm literally trying, like, in roles, like, okay, will y'all hire me? Okay, well, can you do this? Can y'all do that? Like, I'm literally doing everything I can do before I got laid off, because 
um, I was working for the government and it was a term appointment. It wasn't a permanent. So I'm like trying out like, okay, I'm, I'm meeting with people. I'm like, Hey, I'm can Can I get a favor? Listen, no favors. Everybody that was supposed to retire, they couldn't retire because they was taking care of their kids and their grandkids because they had got let go. So it was literally like, okay, all right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I listen, I'm done. Clearly, it's time for a change. And six months later, we mo- I moved back home to Texas. Wow. But we just, that was the plan. I moved home first. Then my husband was going to move home shortly after. And it was just like, okay, like, you, you, clearly, like you said, clearly it's it's a time. It's a time for us to go home. I mean, how many times you got to tell us go home? Like that mother was crazy. He was like, okay, if we had off and on through each layoff and situation unemployment, we talked about it. But we were so broke, sis, we couldn't even think about doing it because we were so broke. Like we was listed. You from Virginia to Texas, sis? We were so broke. We we was like, well, how we gonna get there? How we gonna get our stuff? Right. So, you know, no lie. I moved back home, y'all, with an airplane ticket and a a, a suitcase. That's it. Right. I, I didn't have my car. I didn't have nothing. So I didn't have no apartment. I had no house. I had nothing. I was literally not knowing where I was gonna stay and how long I was gonna have to be in a rental car. And I even. The reason I got the rental car was the blessing from my my one of my like I said my play sister that I had met and she was able to hook me up and that's the only reason I even had that blessing because child I had that rental car for at least a month if not longer so it was but you know it was all of that trying 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 but sometimes you gotta ask God okay I'm trying but what are you trying to do in this situation like what are you actually trying to show me. What do you want? Let me take my hands off of it. Let me step back and really get to understand it. During this pause, during this time, during this layoff, during this furlough, during this hours cut, what are you trying to work and put my hands to do? What are you trying to get out of me? Because obviously what I'm trying to do ain't on your agenda. The plans have changed and I need to get with the new program. No, that's right. (laughs) I need to pivot. I need to shift. So, So let me catch up. Okay, I'm right here. Yes, well, you you literally <laughs> was walking on faith with that move. Like, yep, I'm just just gonna take what I got and uh, God gonna do the rest. <laughs> like, I ain't even like, and they hired me by sight unseen, so I'm still like, Lord, wow, I don't know if they, what if they tell me now, my girl, like, so that's part of the reason he stayed because. He was like, what if it don't work out? You could have to bring your tail back. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, that's like, mm-hmm, I'm telling you. But you know what? We, are that we have to trust him. Period. That's really what it's about, trusting him and knowing that he's going to work everything out for our good. Because you could have been like, oh, nah. You know, I, I, I say this all the time that, especially us in business, we sometimes get ready just to get ready and we be getting ready forever. Mm. I'm going to get ready to move. I'm going to get ready to start this business. I'm going to get ready to write this book. 
So we just preparing, taking classes and whatnot, and then we ain't we ain't doing nothing. <laughs> and I know I've been guilty of that, just being a busybody but not being productive. But you, I see that you you got books going, you got a school <laughs> going. I mean, you serious about this thing? So when it came down to you know writing your book and and doing the various things that you do, um, mm-hmm. have you ever had a time where you kind of felt like, okay, God, I'm doing this. I put myself out there. I got the faith. And what's the next step? You know, how, how you, it seems that you very much know what you wanted to do as far as focusing on mindset. So I know a lot of things, a lot of times the very thing that we teach will get tested in us. So what are some things that were tested in you that you're like, oh, okay, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> First of all, sis, just because I done wrote these books don't mean I wasn't afraid to release them was the night before they was gonna come out. I was like, listen, I still get nervous every I don't get nervous speaking. I get nervous when I re- when it's release day for the book. Yeah. I be on there like it's 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 supposed to come out at midnight. Okay. Are you sure you want to do this? Like, I be having a whole conversation. Like, girl, is you sure? Like, do you want to change this date? Like, whew, okay. Because you, well, you know, you want to know, you want to know if the people going to like you, yeah. if they're going to read it, or they going to get your heart. Like, to me, I don't, I don't, speaking, us talk, like, okay, cool. But that's for, like, and I know they say, well, tell you, this is forever too, but that's, I just feel it's different. Yeah. So I always get nervous when I release any book project you know I do I still do um but you know I you know it's you I just know that it's something that I have to do even if I get nervous even if I'm afraid it's just still what's required of me you know what I mean Mm, that was good what's required y'all heard that she put her feelings to the side and like, you know what? It ain't about me. It's about these people that I need to reach and help. And these people who I need to, you know, make sure that they get their mind right and make sure that I'm helping them with, with what I know. I do the same thing, though. I, so I, I still get a little nervous when I speak just because I'm like, OK, God, what are you going to say? Because a lot of times I've, I'm the type of speaker where I'll have notes and I'll get up and put the mic to my mouth. And I tell you, I ain't say not a word. I'm good. I'm good. I'll be like, God, you just. Oh, oh you got God. that. Thing. Oh, you got that. What I got. Okay. Yeah. And like, oh, my God. Now, remember when you said, I'd be like, I don't, I don't, I don't, but okay. Thank you. That was Lord, because I don't even remember saying it. So it just be like, you know, letting him use you. I think a lot of times when we, you know, people say, let God use you, but mm-hmm. we don't realize that it's. It's not so much us sitting back and doing nothing. It's Come us on. putting the work in. You know, because he got to use you. Okay, he's going to use you. But he also going to, first, before he use you, he's going to do a work through you first. Because it got to be, a, you got to be able to live out what you're saying. And even yeah. when we think about the Bible, the people that, you know, everybody he used, you know, they weren't perfect people. They were mess. Oh, yeah. A hot oh, mess. Yeah. Some of them. Oh, yeah. You know, so I think sometimes we, like I said, we get in that mode of, is it good? Like you said, is it good enough? Or, you know, that's a real fear. And that's something that keeps people not, you know, from not moving forward. Like, oh my God, I can't because I just don't know what people are going to say or, you know, how people going to look at me. And what if they think I'm trying to be uppity? You know, what if, you know, what if they don't like my story? And and that's a real thing because even me, I wrote my book. If my, my book was actually written pretty much almost a year before I actually released it. 
What? Mine was five years before I, I released see, it. Look, okay, so, <laughs> so mine, but I didn't know it was a book though. I just thought I was writing and taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Holly Girl said, Girl, you that book, go pull it out. I said, Who wrote a book? Who wrote a book? Me? The book? Like, yeah, what? so that's good. I said, yeah. oh, Okay. And for me, it was just like, I had to come to the realization, like, Look, this ain't about you. Somebody needs a story. Because I shared something mm-hmm. in a book that I didn't share with nobody. Nobody knew. Like, no. Wow. Not like when I say nobody, but, but the other person that was involved. So it was just like, People were like, my whole thing was like, okay, if I share this, is it going to be weird or people mm-hmm. crazy? But then I got emails of people just like, yo, thank you. I needed that because that helped, that helped me. You know, I needed that because I went through too, but I ain't say nothing. Yeah. So I actually, if mm-hmm. I can tell you something, encourage somebody else even with it and then it, and, and praise you. I actually had an interview with an older um, Caucasian lady and she told me that kind of very similar that she wrote something in her book um about and she went through a lot like she found out after her mother died that that wasn't her mother and she actually was um her mother was actually her aunt but even in that she found um in her book as she was telling that she also told a piece about that how she had been sexually assaulted um or um by one of the local doctors and she put it in the book what she said, and I'm telling you, she's older. She said so many people from that area, women, were coming or writing or calling or emailing her and telling her, thank you for letting me know I was not the only one that he did this to. She said yeah. one lady was even 92. She said women were telling her they had never even told a husband. You know what I'm saying? And so she finally, as older as she was, she helped women get free yes. as old as they was. And so I praise you as well. For, I don't even know what it's about. But whatever <laughs> it was, you you doing what you do was a part of your healing. Yes. But it also was a part of healing for so many others because you're, you speaking on your, your, your life and, and your pain and your hurt helps yes. somebody else get delivered at the same time. So I'm praising you for being courageous and for being bold and, and being and just knowing that what's in you is just as needed and necessary and it's just as what's required now more than ever too. Yes. And that and that's my key. With even doing this podcast, just to empower women to really don't be ashamed. I think, you know, the that's one of the enemy's biggest tactic. It's oh I'm ashamed and you know, you know or I'm not good enough or you know, mm-hmm. just getting that mindset, the mind self esteem, like, self worth, self doubt, all of them. And mm-hmm. and it's like everything starts with your mind. You know, you think yeah. about it, it's a thought, and then you're like, okay, then you start rehearsing it, then you start saying it, and then eventually, whatever that thought is, you won't carry that thing out if if you don't, you know, get your mind right. And yeah. I just feel like a lot of times, just with us writing books and sharing our mm-hmm. stories and empowering others, that and one of the things you know, I tell people who come to me about, hey, I, I, what you think about me writing a book? I like, you know, you have to tell the whole story. Don't be, don't tell counterfeit story. Don't tell a fake story. Wow. You got to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but truth. Like you in court. Like, wow, <laughs> that's it. As much as you think somebody will judge you for it, yeah, people are going to judge you for it. But at the same time, there's people that's going to be like, thank you. 
Thank you so much. I thought I was going crazy. I thought I was the only one. And I feel like in us sharing our stories, that is really how we come together. That's how we connect. That's how we can um, relate to each other and really just help others. You know, being a, you're, you, you, we, we do the same thing. You know, you're a, a coach, you write books, you have a school, you're teaching classes. These are things that I feel is ne- always necessary, you know, but you may be doing something, speaking on topic different than I am, but collectively, if we come together, you know how much people, how many people? Hey, sis, I already told you, I'm about community connection, collaboration. Yes. Like, this is just the beginning is what I'm hoping. We're we going to keep this ball rolling. Yes. <laughs> Because it's so needed. So for those of you listening and you're thinking like, man, I really need to get connected. You know, like she said earlier, don't don't isolate yourself. That's a whole trick. I'm good by myself. I'm just going to be home by myself. Then it'd be two days, three days, four days, five days. You ain't had no type of human interaction, no nothing. And then you're wondering why your mind playing tricks on you. It's because you, your mind is what you feed it. And if there's nobody in your ear speaking positive positivity or speaking life, you could literally kill yourself. What's your thoughts? Yeah. And so many people have gotten to that point where it's just like, they don't even, they can't even control it anymore. So my desire, and I know your desire being, you know, doing what you do, is definitely to help people not go down that road. Because there's, we can always make a choice. We just got to make the right choice. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the whole point of what you do and what I do is literally that you know to be able to strengthen to strengthen you to encourage you to motivate you and inspire you so that you don't you know make any of those things those decisions that you you know and that's why I love why you you know how you call everybody queen you call them queen I call them fam but it's just terms of endearment to let yeah. you know how close and how much we want to be able to get literally the access we need to be able to help you. So if you can understand that you family to me and you can understand that you queen to Natalie, then you need to know that's how much we care and that's how much this message means to us. Because yeah, you know, you about transforming lives. I'm about helping folks do it unapologetically. But at the end of the day, we want you to live and we don't want you to suffer. And we want you to, you know, if, like you said, uh, do the work as well, though. You know, yeah. don't just say you want to be better and not do the work that comes with it. So, you know, whatever you getting out of this, get it, chew it up, get and do what you got to do next because, you know, the, the choice is yours. The choice is yours to 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 get to your purpose to 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 go to go after your purpose and to pursue yeah. destiny. Like it's your choice, but we want you to make the right choice. And that's all that Natalie's saying. Like, we want you to make the right choice. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't throw in the towel. Like, mm-mm. No. Nah. I always say, you know, queens don't quit. Well, you oh, can pause. Oh, oh, okay. They say, okay, I got you. You can pause and take a rest. But uh, just like you playing the game, you know, they go on the bench, they breathe, they get their water or Gatorade. Mm-hmm. Then they jump right back in that thing. That's how, that's how we got to be about our purpose and know yeah. that it's not just for us you know i created this platform exactly for that reason because it's not just for us it's not just for me we mm. got to be able to reach whoever you know god allows 
us to reach whoever listens to this podcast, whoever takes one of your classes, whoever reads one of your books, you know, we want them to take away with, take away something that they can, like you said, chew it up, take what you need, <laughs> take yeah. what you need and let the rest follow. So I, I, I can definitely relate to a lot of things that you said, especially, you know, the work and dealing with just having a little bit of, you know, well, what do people think? What do people, well, what, mm-hmm. what about this? And if you're listening and that's, that's where you're, the space that you're in, I want to encourage you to really just know that it's not about you. <laughs> I think yeah, that, yeah. that, that is one of the things that really helped me. It's not about, mm-hmm. I, just keep going. Like, okay, it's not about me. It's not about me. Somebody needs this. Mm-hmm. And also knowing that I can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. So a lot of times, you know, you get depleted and you're like, all right, I got to pour, you know, from an empty cup or, you know, I'm trying to pour from an empty cup and I'm dry as ever. I'm ashy. <laughs> like I ain't got nothing in me. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure um, everything that you do, we do get those moments of hold up, hold up. Yeah. I got to yeah. stop because yeah. now, now, I, now I need, I need my book to minister to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I need my stuff. So how do you, in the midst of everything that you do, you know, you are amazing doing everything, you know, you're, you're writing books, you're helping people. My you got everything, <laughs> you got everything going. How do you take those moments to, to relax and kind of get back in, in, in position, get back, you know, to your, self and when I say to yourself mm-hmm. as far as you know get back to getting in gear and those times where mm-hmm. you feel your mind your mind you know kind of going like all right I got to get it together well how yeah. what is one of the things I know you mentioned therapy earlier which is so yeah. fantastic because I, I feel like a lot of times you know us growing up in church we weren't taught that mm-hmm. just go pray like okay <laughs> I, I prayed but uh <laughs> I prayed but um I need somebody to talk back to me and not that, not that guy don't talk back, but it's like, I need an actual person. So, so, you know, going through that with that and for anybody listening, you know, don't be ashamed. It's not a shameful thing at all and do what you got to do. So besides that, what are some things that you do to kind of get your mindset back on, you know, get focused? So I don't like to work out, but I actually like to go on this walking, hiking, um, this one particular nature trail. Um, it's the closest thing to Virginia. That is between the nature and the wet, like all four seasons and the beach is what I miss in Virginia. And so it's not here in Texas, child. So the closest thing to that is this particular um, nature hiking trail. And literally when I go there, I feel like it's just me and God. Like yeah. I feel like it's just me and him. And my husband be like, I don't, I don't know if I want to ride with you because you're going to be there two hours. And I'd be like, well, you can try yourself, sir, because I got to get mine in. Okay? And right. so literally, yeah, that's that's my space right there. Like that is, you know, I, I, I do and I am one, as surprising this might sound to you, I actually am an introvert. So I recharge by myself. <laughs> and so... Um, those times of quietness and stillness, you know, it gives me energy. And so, like I said, they, that particular nature trail, I love it, but I'll do others, you know, if I can't get to yeah. there or, you know, just, um, you know, having my own little praise and worship at the house, you know, I'll do that as well. And then, you know, just spending time with some of my friends, some of my sisters, yeah. you know, and 
Because sometimes, I ain't gonna lie, it, it ain't, you, you need a moment from that husband too. So that's why I didn't throw yes. him. <laughs> oh, I love him. But sometimes you need a moment away from him through. It ain't peace. It ain't gonna give you peace because he gonna yeah, want you to do something. You still, <laughs> he gonna want you to do stuff. Right. And I always think, you know, everybody needs their quiet time. Even even your kids, you know, if you know your children, for those of us who, who are listening to our parents, your parents, even your I even just through this pandemic, I even realized like this sometimes when my son just wanna be left alone and it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, definitely. I love that. I love that you take that time out for you because it is so necessary, especially with everything that we do, you know, I'm a I, I empathize and I be feeling stuff. So I'm like, oh my God, they just told me that, Lord. I be feeling what they feel sometimes. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah no, no. I, yeah, no, I'm the same way as well. And I flow in the prophetic. So you imagine the prophetic in you. Yeah, child, I be a whole hot mess. So I be drained. And they be like, I, I be like, yeah, I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. Y'all good? I'm Okay, I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> they be like, it's four o'clock. Why she going to bed? You know, she's worked today. That's why she's going to be. Right. <laughs> you got to, because you got to take that time for you, especially when you, because not only are you pouring out just to your family as, you know, your wife, you, you make sure that that's straight, you make sure your home is straight, but then you're pouring out to people and what you do and how you're helping them, how you're getting the, their mindsets renewed and getting them back on track. And then it's like, okay, what's left for me? You know what I mean? So you have to take that time for yourself yeah. to be, I have to be intentional. Yeah, yeah. Put it on your schedule, just like you put everything else. Put it in that planner. Put it in your phone. Uh huh. Yeah. Be intentional. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got to. We have to. Cause if not, you know, I don't think God put us here to just live aimlessly. Everything yeah. we have to do, it has to be with intent. There has to be a purpose behind it. And oh, yeah. I love the fact that you help people do it unapologetically. Cause like you said, sometimes, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the, Oh my God, what would they say? What would they do? But when you truly become unapologetic, it's almost like you're untouchable. Cause you just, you just have a tunnel vision and <laughs> you're just like, I don't care what people say. I don't care what they're doing over there. I'm just going to focus on me. So, so what it, what, I know everybody has different definitions of things. So what would you say is your definition for being unapologetic? It's, it's, it's straight laced to that girl, Linda, my mama. And it comes from growing up and her putting the ultimate emphasis in it that you are who you're supposed to be. When you grow up with somebody telling you that, yes. you, you yes. like the dopeness is just like on a whole nother level. Yes. And so then when you add the purpose side of it, meaning not only am I who I'm supposed to be, God said so. Yes. He said it. That's enough, you know? And so that's where it comes from, just that knowing I'm not here by accident. I'm not just supposed to be doing this because I'm supposed to be doing it. He put this in me and he made it so that I'm more than sure. I'm more than confident. I'm more than than bold and unashamed and unafraid. This, This, yeah, it might look unorthodox. It might look unusual. It might probably even be unique. But yeah. whatever it is, it's unapologetic on purpose. And I, so it comes from that girl, Linda Child. That girl, I my love mama. it. I love, yeah. it. love it. So definitely Y'all just play. <laughs> that, that life that was spoken into you, you was able mm-hmm. to carry that and keep yes. that. Yes. And I still do. Yes. And that's why you're easily able to do it for others. Do it to others because it's part of you. And you know the impact and difference that it made in your life. So now mm-hmm. you are doing amazing things, helping people 
with there. So that's amazing. So thank you for all that you do. Um, so how can people, if they want to get in contact with you, know about your services, know about your classes, your books, how can people get in contact with you? Talking with Tanya, that is where you'll find me on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter every day, providing most motivation, inspiration, encouragement for where you're at. And then TanyaJMiller.com, it'll have all the links. That's where you can find information on my store with the message merch, merch with the merch with the purpose. That'll be messages, apparel, buttons, stickers, affirmation cards, the whole nine. And then the books and journals are there as well information on there will also be on coaching strategy sessions as well as the online school with um classes on life and leadership so tanyajmiller.com so y'all listeners if you're like oh i need some help with some things (laughs) you're looking for a great book to read make sure you check her out make sure you check her out contact her get her services follow her keep up to date i'm so um just excited to continue. I, I, I follow people, so I'll be watching people. So, so I'm just excited to con- watch you continue your journey and watch you continue to empower women to just be great. And that's really what it's about. There's greatness in each and every one of us. And that life that was spoken over you, you are now doing that to others so that other people can know that they can be great, that they can be unapologetic, and they can be what and who God called them to be. So I'm super excited. This was so good. Thank you for taking the time to listen. So listeners, make sure you keep in contact with her. And also make sure you like and subscribe and leave a review in the comments below so that we can know, you, you can give me feedback and we all can know, the guests can know that you know, you're getting something from this, you're gaining from something from this and I'm pretty sure you are. But I'm just super excited. We'll be back next week with another fantastic episode with another fantastic guest. And as I always say, girl, pick up your crown, wear your crown, always always wear your crown and have a good day, evening, night, whenever you listen to this and God bless.